Hi there and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nahomath with the Las Vegas Kolel. The Chavetz Chaim in his introduction has been offering his theories on why Lush and Hara, why speaking negatively about one another, why is it such a prevalent sin? Why do so many people violate the laws of Lush and Hara on such a regular basis? One of the other ideas that he mentions is that oftentimes we go ahead and we think we're experts in the halacha, we think we're scholars, and we're familiar with the leniencies that the Talmud tells us that comes to the laws of Lashon Hara. So specifically, the Talmud tells us there's a leniency called apetlasa, that information that's spoken in front of three people becomes public information, and public information, there's no law, no restriction on the laws of speaking Lashon Hara. Once something is out there in the public, I can just go ahead and, and repeat it to someone else, because it's out there. Chavetz Chaim tells us it's not so simple, and he's actually going to have a whole section dedicated to the laws of apetlasa, public information, and we're going to see later on it's not so simple. It's not nearly as simple as one might think. Just because information is public doesn't make it mutter, doesn't make it permitted to go ahead and repeat it and continue that public information and tell it to someone who doesn't know yet of that public information. It's really not so simple. Similarly, the Chavetz Chaim tells us sometimes people justify and think that it's permissible to speak negatively about one another if the subject of the Lashon Hara is right in front of me. So if I'm speaking negatively about Jim and I'm speaking that over to Bill and Jim is right in front of me, people think, well, that's certainly that's permissible because I'm not going behind his back. I'm, matter of fact, I'm, tell, I'm speaking negatively right in front of that guy. So time again tells us that isn't such a simple leniency. You've got to be really well-versed in these halachas. And Chavetz Chaim is going to explain. That's why he wrote the book, so that we can go ahead and be, and be a little bit more well-versed and understand what the nuances and what the subtleties of these halachas are. What are the rules and regulations? It's very easy and very quick for us to jump to assumptions that this type of situation, it's totally permissible. I would add, Chavetz Chaim doesn't mention this in, the, in his introduction, but it's been my experience, people come over to me all the time and say it's permissible in this situation for me to speak negatively about someone because it's for a constructive purpose. I am trying to protect somebody else. And indeed, these are the laws of what's called litoeles, lush and hara, for a constructive purpose. And in many situations, indeed, it is permissible. However, as we're going to see, those laws are very intricate and we have to be really well accustomed and well versed in those laws. Very easy to jump to an assumption, jump to a conclusion that it's permissible for me to speak negatively about Jim and tell that to Bill because I need, Bill needs to know that information to be protected from, you know, all the terrible things that Jim is doing. Indeed, sometimes that is true, but we're going to see it's not just a carte blanche. It's just not a, you know, you can just speak negatively about anyone under any situation and circumstance to protect them. We have to know these laws and know the laws of Lashon Hara very, very well. It's very easy to become righteous, pious scholars and justify what's really a terrible sin of Lashon Hara because we think it's permissible. Of course it's permitted in this situation. In my circumstance, of course it's permitted, right? And it's very easy for us to justify it when indeed it's actually a violation of the laws of Lashon Hara. Because of that, we have to study the laws of Lashon Hara on a regular basis and we've got to be really, really well-versed in the laws of Lashon Hara, what's permissible and what indeed remains prohibited.